This is Valley News Live at 6. We are learning tonight that an assistant track and cross-country coach for Oak Grove Lutheran School has been charged with sex crimes against children. Valley News Team Stacy Van Dyke is here in the studio to tell us what the school has to say about the charges. Stacy. Mike Andrea, these court documents were just filed. They say the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children received a tip from Twitter in mid-January after two pictures were uploaded on its servers by the user at YouthfulSpirit4. 33-year-old Daniel Stoa admitted that's his account. The documents say one of those pictures is a little girl between three and five years old in a sexually explicit position. The other picture is of a child in a provocative manner. Here she was fully dressed, so that one is not illegal, but the documents say that picture would be classified as child erotica. On Friday, investigators searched Stoa's home and arrested him. He admitted to sharing an image of child sex abuse as well as engaging in a sexually explicit chat on Twitter regarding acts with children. He's been charged with four counts of possession of child porn and one count of promoting an obscene sexual performance by a minor. The president of Oak Grove Lutheran School tells us Stoa is no longer employed by the school and is barred from the premises. He also says so far the investigation doesn't indicate any connection to the school or its students. To read the school's full statement, click this story on valleynewslive.com. Mike. All right, thanks, Stacy. Stowe is currently being held in the Cass County Jail and will be in court March 18th. Our weather is improving. It's just taking its time reaching what we all can call warmer. Let's find out where it's going tonight and when we'll get to the warmer part. Hutch? Andrea, thanks so much. It is over. Our string of days of zero or below temperatures is over at 10 here in the FM area. Nine is where it ended in Grand Forks because yesterday you sprung above zero degrees. Here's a look at your high temperatures today across the region. Devil's Lake did manage to make it to zero. Rolla, two below, but the rest of us zero or above tonight. We have a wind chill advisory, but the aerial coverage is diminishing. As we head into the overnight hours right now, we have wind chills 10 to 23 below cold spot in Langdon. Air temperatures have fallen to zero in Grand Forks and Fargo below zero Oaks and the Fergus Falls area. Here's a look at your planning forecast for tonight. Temperatures near 10 below as we head to bed. Increasing clouds likely in the Southern Valley through the overnight hours as the wind will sustain at 5 to 15 miles per hour, making it wind chilly between 20 and 35 below for wind chill values. I'll have details on how quickly we warm up as the trend towards the milder weather continues here in just a few moments. All right, thanks, Hutch. Authorities say 60-year-old Kenneth Bosby, who left home last week, has been found safe. Police Chief Ty Sharp confirmed with Valley News Live just after 4.45 this afternoon that Dilworth officers had just wrapped up speaking with Mr. Bosby. Thousands of households across North Dakota and Minnesota had their power unexpectedly cut off today. The blackouts leave many worried about the possibility of their power going out again. Valley News Team's Brian Sherrod is live with details about what happened. He joins us live. Brian? Well, good afternoon, Mike. and. Andrea, what I can tell you is that when I was talking to people earlier, they were very frustrated about what was happening at their households today, their power going out and not being told that it went out. So I reached out to Moorhead Public Service and I also reached out to North Dakota's Public Service and they were not really aware of it at all as well. And when they were aware of it, it was literally too late. Everyone's power was already coming off. 9,800 power households in the Moorhead area and in North Dakota, hundreds of thousands were being impacted as well. So I went ahead and again reached 
reached out to them just to see what they felt could have been easier. And they were saying that the communication was lacking between the different entities, the, you, the excuse me, you, the unities that was going on, utilities, that's it, the utilities that was going on and also between the grid operators. So when I talked to North Dakota, she broke it down for us and explained how it all worked out. Generating them as uh, at the largest levels possible and still can't meet the demand. So that's when you have to get rid of some of the demand. You have to reduce the demand, which is telling people you don't get power. And that's the only way to keep it in balance because without that, then the grid, the whole grid could collapse. Now they were saying the biggest concerns are hospitals needing care facilities because if they're without power, it could be a live or death situation between those entities. And we just received an update about an hour ago, letting us know that a possibility of more power outages could be here. They're saying that it could be between right now and 10 tonight and also tomorrow between six in the morning to 10 in the morning. So I'm going to go ahead and toss it back to you guys in the studio. All right, Brian, thanks so much. No one wants any of those power outages. The power situation has North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum asking everyone in the state to conserve energy. The governor said in part consumers in the Southwest Power Pools regional grid operating area are being urged to reduce their consumption of electricity both at home and work as SPP and its member companies work to restore the grid to full capacity. And we thank North Dakotans for doing their part to conserve power. A Jamestown man has been formally charged with kidnapping and raping a teenage girl. Authorities say a 15-year-old was walking near the Buffalo Motel last week in Jamestown when she was approached by 23-year-old Samuel Mitleider. The victim, who says she knows him, said Mitleider took her by the hand and brought her to a room where he raped her. She called her boyfriend to come pick her up. However, Mitleider had a gun and a knife and wouldn't let, uh, would not let him in the room. Officers found Mitleider later that night and arrested him. Fargo police have identified the driver of a car that crashed and led to the death of a passenger in that vehicle. The driver is 19-year-old Elijah Vistens. Police say 21-year-old Isaiah Johnson was riding in the car and was thrown from the vehicle that crashed early Saturday morning in North Fargo. Johnson later died at the hospital of his injuries. Police say alcohol likely played a role in this crash. Fargo police say just after noon today they responded to a crash in the 400 block of South University Drive. Witnesses say a person was driving too fast and weaving through traffic before hitting another vehicle coming from 4th Avenue South. The driver was cited for speed care required. People living in the Carl Bin neighborhood are asking everyone to be on the lookout for this guy, a porch pirate who struck early Monday morning. The individual was said to be wearing a black flat brim with Republic of California logo. Also, a green Under Armour hoodie with jeans and black athletic shoes. The vehicle he drove off in is possibly a Buick, maybe a lacrosse model. That is a 2010 or newer. If you have any information, report it to police. The Bemidji Police Department wants your help in finding a missing teenage girl. Authorities say 13-year-old Kaya Hawk was last seen at the Walmart in town on Saturday. Police say it appears she left the area voluntarily. She is described as about 5'3", 115 pounds, with brown eyes and brown hair. She was last seen wearing a red hooded sweatshirt and black Nike shoes. If you see her, call police at the number on your screen. Experts say college students around North Dakota could see COVID-19 safety measures lasting well into their fall semester. University System Smart Restart Task Force Chairman uh, jo Joshua Wynn strongly recommends colleges to not relax the preventative measures currently in place for spring semester. Reporter Haley Brown explains. 
Discovery of new variants of COVID-19 and the unknowns with vaccines, the chairman of the university task force says it's premature to relax the current protocols. The mutations are worrisome and we have to be careful of them. Two, even for people who've been vaccinated or who've had COVID before, we don't know if they can still transmit the virus to other people. Wynn says college students are likely to get the vaccines at the beginning of summer, which he says is okay because it allows time for them to build up sufficient protection. As long as the students and especially faculty and staff get vaccinated before the fall semester, then I think we'll be in good shape. So far, Wynn says the colleges and universities have strongly encouraged students to get the vaccine once it becomes available, but they have not said that they are going to require it. If everything goes as planned, Wynn said it's likely college students will see relatively full in-person classes during the fall semester. Later on Valley News Live at 6, security footage is helping investigators piece together the moments before a man opened fire at a clinic. And the sun seems to be setting on the coldest of our air here in the valley. As temperatures are expected to gradually warm up, we'll have the timeline on when things get roasty toasty here in the valley coming up next.